Wednesday nights, soccer nights, your nights. Streaming live on the YouTube channel, and I can tell you that also we're going to be taking your WhatsApp voice notes, and plenty of them will be coming through because of the caliber and nature of my guest tonight. 0607080484. 0607080484. That's the WhatsApp voice note number. Send those messages. Any question or comments, make it nice and early because, yeah, we're going to fly through this. I, I almost called it like a thank you. Thank you for the. The blessings you've given us. Thank you for so much that you've given us as a country. Yeah. And also, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, feel free to watch, comment, and listen at the same time. I mean, the word legend, we can argue and debate about it a couple of times, but I don't think we need an argument or a debate when it comes to my guest. Although the word has been so often misused, very, very carelessly. But I tell you what, this is the most fitting word to describe the legendary guest. An absolute legend of the game. She's earned her legendary status in more ways than one. And after a record of 185 appearances, 185 appearances, I think she's about to fall over her chair as well, just uh, trying to digest that uh, for the South African women's national team and has now retired from football. What a journey it's been. What a thrill it's been for us to watch her give herself to the nation with nothing but commitment, nothing but compassion, nothing but patriotism. And then cap in and cap out, she's truly served you, South Africa. She served me as a South African, everybody, and anything that stands for South Africa. Played a final game, though, the other day, 2-0 win over Burkina Faso, stepping away as the most capped player in African football history. So don't get this mixed up. Some people say, ah, yeah, most capped woman. No, no, no. <laughs> most capped Football player, both in the men's game and in the women's game. 185 caps, surpassing the previous record held by the Egyptian legend himself, Ahmed Hassan, who had 184 international appearances. Now, what's next for Janine van Veek? Plenty, I would imagine. She's here, though, to let us in on all those particular plans. Uh, reflect on the journey that's been. And a whole lot more. So, hey, ladies and gentlemen, Janine van Beek is in the house. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Good evening. Thank you for having me. And what an intro. Thank you so much. I could go on, man. <laughs> I could go on, you know, just simply because of, you know, the body of work that you've put out there. Must be the most difficult thing, despite maybe questions for the past, what, three years? People saying, are you retiring? Have you retired? <laughs> when do you think you're going to retire? And then you finally call time. I mean, how difficult was it? Yeah, I wanted to retire in my, my time, no one else's time. And I felt it was the right moment for me to do that, especially on such a high note of becoming the Africa's most highest capped player. Um, and I didn't know about this record that could possibly be broken until, you know, last year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I wanted to, to pursue and keep myself fit and strong in order to break that record because I feel like that has just been a cherry on top of the cake for my career. It's been such a fulfillment of a yeah. career. I think after lifting the AFCON trophy, I thought that was it yeah. until I thought there's one more, one more to go. And that was the record. So um, finally I've done that and ending my career on such a high note has been absolutely amazing for me and an incredible journey. But when you saw that it wasn't going to happen, you know, during the World Cup, did you think 
it was never going to happen. Do you, do you think that, okay, now the cycle of the new players will begin, whether it's for WAFCON or whether it is for the World Cup again, and Janine will never get there? Of course, there were some doubts. I mean, there's always doubts when things don't go your way um, as an athlete, and um, you always sit and wonder, like, will I, will I not? But I have to say, you know, thanks to... Um, Safa, they obviously grinded it out for, for me to, um, you know, speak and have communications with the coach to say, hey, like, we need to give Janine this not only for herself, but also for female footballers in the country, on the continent, for the next generation coming up to inspire the next generation as well, which I fully agree with. Um, but also having been in the, the team and, and representing our country for, for many years, 18 years, you know, it's deserving to have Janine get those two caps. And I have to thank them for actually supporting me in that. And um, I'm truly thankful that they have and thankful to the coach. In the moment, and they try to play it out so well, you know, whether it's number five, five minutes, whatever it was going to turn yeah. out to be, though. It, for me, it was about the effort that's put in. Uh, and seldom do you find that in SA football. I just find people are not respected people spend 10 years plus playing for one team they don't even get a testimonial game they can play 15 years for one team they don't even get a testimonial game whatsoever so for them to try and structure it in a way that the international world of football does things um it touched me because i said okay if, if janine can be that catalyst that forms that change so that even going forward whoever then follows you gets a treatment like that that was special. I didn't even know if you picked that up because seldom does it happen in SA. Yeah, it it, it does. Um, it doesn't doesn't happen, and um, I'm truly grateful that you know the time was used for me to to be celebrated. And even if it was five minutes for the for jersey number five, you know, we Coach Desiree and I discussed it the day before, and I was just like, you know what, it's it's okay because. We had to put the team first. At the end of the day, it was an important qualifier as well uh, for Banyana to qualify for the for the um, WAFCON once again as defending champions, and we needed to get a, a, a great result. So obviously, coach would put on the best starting eleven, and for me to come in for five minutes was, you know, I was thankful for that to for everyone else to come on and do the job for the team. And just the fact that, I mean, I know I emphasize it, but I'll re-emphasize it now, that it's not just a record for the women's game. It's a record of all of football. Abed Hassan, a big name. I mean, that record has stood at Janine for 11 years. Yeah. Uh, that's no mean feat. And you come through and you eclipse that. There's a time you equal it. And they say, okay, well, she get that one more opportunity to then break it so that you stand on your own, put it through to other people. That big name, that Egyptian giant of a football player to be eclipsed in 2023 by yourself says what? It just, you know, it pays off everything that you've worked so hard for in your career, all the sacrifices that you made, um, many times of failure where you felt you couldn't carry on anymore. There are times where you actually want to give up and you don't want to do that anymore. You don't want to wake up early. You don't want to go to training. All those times of hardships really came to this moment of, you know, you, you, you were resilient enough or I was res- resilient enough to actually push through and um, get to achieve such a major milestone um, in my career. So, yeah, dreams do come true. And, um, you know, if you just continue to work hard to what you want, then you'll, you'll end up 
being rewarded um, if you if you stick it through. What about family? What about people that thought in the beginning that you're crazy, that you're wasting your time? This is not it. This is not what you should be doing. Or was it the opposite? Well, with my family, it was the opposite. Yeah. My family supported me 100%. They stood by me, whatever decision I wanted to make. There are many times that I wanted to throw in the towel and say, I couldn't anymore, I can't anymore. They were the ones that pushed me through, um, picked me up when I was down. Um, so without them, I don't think I would have had such a fulfilled career and gotten so far in my career because it was challenging from the age of six years old when I started playing the game it was challenging with the boys and then finding a women's team and then continuing playing football and being consistent in playing it and um, yeah they've been the Mapalo strength and um, I'm truly thankful that they were there at the stadium as well to celebrate that day with me. I want to pick up on something you've just said that in times and in moments where you wanted to give up, what specific time and period was it that you felt that weight that, okay, maybe this is bigger than I am. Maybe this is where I call it quits. At what stage was that? There were many different stages. You know, it was like, my journey was like a roller coaster for me because in the beginning when we first, when I first joined the national team, it was, you know, it, it was, very difficult to sustain myself financially. We didn't get paid back then. And that's why I say the opportunities that women have today, female footballers have today, is amazing. And um, what they're able to make out of their careers today is fantastic. It's something that we didn't have when we started playing. So financially, I really doubted myself whether I should continue or whether I should find myself a full-time job. Um, But... Again, I had my family around me to be able to take care of me, to, you know, to put a roof over my head. And, you know, there's a lot of players that don't have that supporting structure. But that was, um, that was given to me and I was able to pursue what I wanted within football, you know. So that was a moment where I felt like I couldn't anymore, like I need to find myself a job. This was, I didn't get a matric because of football. I still don't have a matric because of football. I made those sacrifices of traveling the world with the national teams and, you know, missing out on so many exams and I just call it quits. Um, so, yeah, that was one moment. And then you obviously have your your normal, you know, ups and down moments within the national team, um, you know, towards the end of your career, you get told that you're old, people telling you that you need to retire early. Um, you know, when you have one bad game, it's almost like everything else good that you've done for the game. You know, it just gets zoomed into that one bad performance. And, you know, mentally it kills you because people don't understand how one negative comment can really dampen everything that you, you've you achieved. You don't even think about how far you have come. You just think about that moment. And um, it for me, mentally, it was just like, how much can I can I take of this? Um, and yeah, those are the, the moments that... But Janine, is it people that are in the team? Is it people within a technical team? Is it teammates? Who are the people that within that circle, that immediate professional circle are trying to encourage you to do what you don't want to do, which is to retire? I would say that it's it's a balance of, of many. I wouldn't say any of, of my teammates or, or so on because we're all in the same boat. We're all going to get there at some point where, you know, you're not going to be the player that you once were, but it's how 
how you take care of yourself, how you perform differently. You look at Ronaldo, he's 40 years old. He's not the player he used to be when he was at Man United, Real Madrid, but he still is a fantastic athlete in his own way. He scores goals. You know, people are already talking about him retiring because of his age. So people have this stigma that when you reach a certain age, the age of 30, especially for women, it's time to retire. It's time to give back. It's time to... um, let the next generation come through. But that is when you actually reach your peak because at age 25, 26, you are still learning and trying to understand the game. When you reach 30, that is when you can make use of all the experience that you've had throughout the years. So, um, yes, there's there's some people within the technical team that – you know, would sit you down and say, we need to manage your body properly. We need to manage, um, you can't be doing this exercise. You need to be doing this exercise. And it kills you as a player because you want to still compete with even the younger player there. But because you get told these things, you automatically think like you have one bad training, one bad performance at a game and you think, okay, they're actually right. I should be thinking about retirements. I should be thinking about not doing too many exercises. I should be thinking, you know, then you start hiding injuries because you don't want people to say, you know what, your time is up. We told you. Mm. We told you so. So it's very difficult, um, but I think I'm not the only one that's, that's, that's gone through that. I think yeah. many athletes abroad, current players that are still playing are currently going through that. So mentally it's very, very challenging. You didn't think of an option of, you know, people try and shift you around and say, okay, if you were playing maybe midfield or up front, we change you into a more defensive so that you have less, uh, you know, work or running to do. Was that ever a consideration or was it going to be a case of when the time to retire comes through, regardless of even if they put me as a goalkeeper, I will not want to do that. There was no discussion with me about that um there's no communication although my very last game i was just put in the the cdm role um mainly to um i think it's because as a coach you don't want to just chop and change your center backs that's something that you don't do as a coach so just to slot me in anywhere and as defensive midfield i've never played with the national team as a defensive midfielder before and uh, that was, you know, my two last two caps. So that's where I played and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But, um, yeah, it's it wasn't considered. It wasn't thought about. It wasn't spoken about. Um, and it's something that I really would have, you know, tried to take on um, because a different role requires different things. Um, but, yeah, it's unfortunate, but it's it's it is what it is. All right, coming up after the break, we continue our conversation as well as looking back at this wonderful, wonderful Wonderful journey that she's had. Janine van Veek, my guest tonight. You said, what, 18 years? <laughs> that is incredible. That is some form of consistency that's never to be bought anywhere. We'll take your comments. We'll take your WhatsApp voice notes. We'll see the comments as well on the YouTube channel. Uh, so if you're not logged in, please do that. We'll be back. Marala Sports Worldwide on 947, Monday to Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Hashtag MSW. Good evening, Rob, and the listeners of MSW. Uh, Rob, na, na personally, I blame our, our, our management, uh, Golden State Warriors. Um, look, the Dubs management has let Tremont, you know, get away with so many things. At one stage, he costed us the, the title where we would have been world champions, but he was ejected. And also last season, he costed us, you know, by, by punching 
uh, pull and and there was no teamwork after that punch uh, and then they ended up having to to trade you know pull so Draymond Draymond at some point he management Steve Kerr and 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 the whole the, the, the whole management of your organization they they, they, they they must they must account and and foot raiment has to be traded then so be it because he can't keep on doing this thing because he's costing us games he's costing us titles yeah i would fully agree with that if you're wondering what on earth is he chatting about um you know if you follow the nba the the basketball uh, league the golden states you know they call him the bad boy draymond green uh, again i mean he was ejected after hitting yusuf nukic in the face uh, I mean, they were battling for position in the third quarter uh, during the game against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, if you go back, and I think he was alluding to it in the voice note, uh, less than a month since Green was also suspended for five games by the NBA for putting Minnesota's Rudy Gorbett uh, into that headlock. I mean, you look at the footage of that, and it's crazy. That was an altercation just last month. And here he is again, ejected. Whew. Revenue and Rob, you know, the results of our under-15 national team against Cote d'Ivoire yesterday did not come as a surprise uh, to me because uh, this is one of many suffer projects that is going to fail dismally if things don't change. Rob, I was very excited about this project in the beginning. I spent two days in July supporting the suffer under-15 interprovincial tournament uh, in Panorama. Uh, where the inaugural under-15 national team was uh, selected. And for me, Rob, you could see from there that uh, there were a lot of uh, favoritisms uh, in terms of uh, selection. Uh, but one has to give credit to Safa Gauteng and Safa KZN for coming with formidable teams and tactically astute coaches who finished in the semi-final and final respectively. Uh, but the individual awards were particularly used to push certain players to uh, warrant or justify their selection where one uh, was very concerned with the goalkeeper of the tournament who their team finished in the quarterfinals uh, the boy made the squad uh, overlooking uh, uh, Safa KZN uh, goalkeeper who for me could have easily been the goalkeeper of the tournament uh, looking at the brilliant saves that he made and for me something has to change and it has to happen very soon Thank you so much indeed. I cannot disagree with your sentiments at all. Something has to give, something has to happen, and it has to happen very, very soon. I mean, we were just uh, chatting off air about some of the younger players with uh, Janine van Veek, my guest tonight. And, um, you know, sometimes people walk around with an air of entitlement, and, and that's part of what we need to get rid of in our game. And if there are going to be competitive uh, tournaments that are staged by the South African Football Association, then let them be competitive enough to showcase not only the depth and, the, and how good the players are, but also how the coaches are. Uh, because as they set the standards now, Safa, in terms of who can sit on the bench, you know, within the Premier Soccer League games, we also need to set a standard for the lower divisions, the lower age groups, the women's game. You know, how do we better the Hollywood Bets Super League, for example? So if an under-15... Those results are disappointing. And can you imagine the repercussions of that at a higher age group? Evening, Brarok, and evening to Janine van Veek. Firstly, congratulations to Janine on being the most kept player. Uh, I mean, LeBron James said it um, uh, past few days that a record can be broken, but nobody can take the fact that you are the first 
to to achieve it and my question to her is that is she moving completely away from from the south african football uh, in banyana banyana or she has a desire to be the banyana banyana coach one day thank you baralop Desire to be what? <laughs> a banyana banyana coach one day. Janine van Bank, my guest. Uh, retirement from football international and otherwise, I would imagine, is the message that's coming forward. Uh, but that last part of that voice note, any desire to be a banyana coach one day? Well, look, my desire is to become a coach. Um, one day I have attained my CAFB and my UA for B licenses and I will continue to educate myself around getting my, my other, um, higher badges. And, um, yeah, I think as, as a player and one that is so passionate about the game, I would love to remain, you know, in the game, whether it's, you know, on the side of the pitch or, or so on, but I'd like to be involved with, with football. And, um, if that is to coach Banyana Banyana, um, in the future, I wouldn't say now. Um, definitely not. I don't think I'm ready yet. I don't think I'm here ready for a head coach role yeah. yet at all because a lot of people make that mistake thinking, you know, you're a professional football player, been in the game for so many years and you can tra- transition into a coaching role immediately. And I think for me, it takes time. I think just as you learn to play the game, you need to learn how to educate and coach and get a different understanding of the game as well. You need to learn how to manage so many different personalities and not just care about yourself and your own performance so I think it will take some time and I think I have some great people around me that uh, that I will be mentored by Vera Powell being one um, and the current coach at JVW Mitch Stevens that I will learn a lot from um, and then transition into a more higher role in coaching. I think you took the words out of my mouth when, uh, when you mentioned Vera Powell I was going to say that you know coaches like Desrealis have had to have that, whether you call it internship, but time spent with somebody like a Vera Powell. They would have spent time with Mr. Mkonza before then, just getting to understand and know the role of coaching. And look Definitely. at her. You were in Morocco. You saw her ascending to the stage for the fourth time. Yeah. The best coach on the African continent is a South African coach by the name of Desiree Ellis. And we can't just look past that. That no. says something. And whoever comes in after Desiree, has got to match or better those standards. Definitely. I mean, when you look at coaches, Coach Desa's career, I think she started with uh, Cape Town Spurs as a coach, her own football club. She came in when Vera um, introduced her as her assistant coach and she learned a lot in the space of two, three years. She, I believe she learned a lot under Vera working with her, you know, every single minute where if I learned so much as a player from Vera Powell, I think Desiree had, you know, so many minutes and hours with, with Vera and who knows what she learned. But we can tell what she learned because she is now the African um, best coach. So, yeah, I think it's important that you have a mentor um, and someone that can guide you and also just create your own identity of what kind of coach you want to be. Um, I'm not saying that I will learn from Vera and become, you know, the, 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 the exact same person or coach as she was, but just, you know, gaining some experience um, of how to conduct yourself as, as an individual, as a coach, how to get the best out of the teams that you, that you are coaching and working with. All right, Janine, for the bank, my guest and uh, people that are watching on the YouTube channel, I can tell you that Umshangabezi Chezi says that thank you very much for bringing JVW in studio, wishing her good health and everything of the best. Uh, Chili's.
the best chilies here. <laughs> I don't know how many nicknames I've given you. Uh, Andrew Mishoki says that, Janine, your name will be forever engraved in the annals of RSA football history. Uh, You changed so many lives, though, in the ladies' football. Uh, There's more to come, though, from you post-retirement. All the best. And Wilson William Zimba says, thank you very much for bringing Jay into the studio. So uh, lots of positive responses that are coming through. As I said, you can log on to the YouTube channel. Uh, That is where we are live. And you can watch her beaming face because, yeah, sad to be saying goodbye. But at the same time, I think excited uh, for the journey ahead. Good evening, uh, Rob and uh, Janine. Uh, All what I can say is, well done, sister. You've done a great job. And we can still be an asset to the young ones to give those uh, perfect advice. All the best on a new venture. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, just that grooming. Thank you so much for that voice note uh, of the young ones. And whew, it's been so refreshing. I know the other day they had the Hollywood Birds uh, Awards, uh, the Super League Awards, and just the growth of the of the women's game. The number of personnel that are there, those are vying or not vying for the awards, but just the league itself. You go back a couple of years, Janine, None of this was, was here. Did you ever dream that we would be in a position where they just options in terms of the women's game? Yeah, there's today there's so much more opportunity and recognition given to women's football. And it's growing every single day. It's just growing to become bigger and bigger and bigger, uh, which is amazing to see. Uh, it's amazing to have witnessed throughout the years the transformation of women's football to where it is now compared to what it was back then. Back then, you was purely playing for the love and passion of the game um, and competing in in a league where it was first Sunlam League in the Alala Cup, uh, if you remember that. And then we transitioned into the the Vodacom Cup, and then you had um, Sassel that came on board a decade and a bit ago, and actually la- laid the foundation for for women's football until Hollywood Bets came on and sprung, and you know trying to to. Um, have the game expand a lot more and trying to still trying to professionalize it where actually women can get recognized it's being broadcasted on on tv not a lot yet but i think the baby steps are being taken and we are heading the in the right way even if it's as as slow um, compared to the game abroad where there's still a big gap to be filled compared to what we see abroad and happening there. But um, we are slowly reaching that and um, we just hope that in the near future we will have a fully professionalised league. The name Asha Kumagisha, you'll know that name very well, right? International sports Mm. correspondent. Works for Al Jazeera, BBC, CNN, ESPN, Sky Sports, (laughs) yes. Stationed in Kampala, mm. Kigali, Dakar, UK, wherever. Great person, great human being, but extremely well-respected uh, sports broadcaster. Uh, Asha Kumagisha says on Twitter, looking forward to this, Janine van Veek is a true legend and a trailblazer. I mean, say no more. Your response wow. to that. Wow. Thank That's you. part of our international I audience feel honored. that's watching. I feel honored. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. And, I mean, there's so many. Charles Chaba says that uh, farewell to the legendary Janine van Veek. It deserves all the accolades and recognition. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll get to so many of these. People ask about the Kaiser Chiefs deal. Oh, um, no. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> oh, no, you're hoping you wouldn't go there. <laughs> Good evening to you, Janine, as well. It's Simpure X here from Tembisa. Firstly, I would like to say congratulations to you, Janine, uh, for breaking the record of the Egyptian goalkeeper. And again, um, for you reaching the 185th uh, international cap in both men and women. Uh, that's a milestone. Congratulations. Um I understand from what you said earlier is that it had to take Safa to somehow convince the coach, if I can use that word, for you to get those two caps. Was the coach not aware that you just need two caps? Um, I mean, after all that you've contributed, why would it even have to go via the doors or the offices of Safa? But anyway, I hope that's a story for another day. Congratulations. All the best to you, ma'am. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for the voice note. I mean, a lot was said about it. I know there was disappointment in that Olympic game qualifier uh, against Congo when things didn't happen. Talk us through that because it was like a wave of different emotions. Yeah, I mean, going into camp, knowing that I would, you know, I retired, I announced my retirement over there, knowing that I would go and get my last two caps against Congo, Olympic qualifier. Um, Everything was was planned well. And uh, the day before, um, it was planned that I would go on the last couple of minutes of the game. Um, and the game then happened. And um, unfortunately, Congo was a lot, came out a lot stronger than what we had expected. Um, and yeah, it, it was difficult for me to understand why Coach Desiree didn't put me on. Um, her thoughts afterwards was um, she lost track of time because um, of the moments that happened in the game and um you know by the time that i had warmed up and tried to go on the on the pitch the final whistle blew so in the moment like i was i was very disappointed because that is what i came there for to do um regardless of of um of anything and the the situation of you know what happened but then you know you take a step back and you like it, it is for what's best for the team at the end of the day. But, um, you know, you, you kind of like expected because that was the plan. It was, you know, it was set to, to go on. Even if it was for a minute, you know, you would step on and get you and get the cap. And, um, after that, there was no talks about me coming back into camp, um, after this one, because for me, there was just no, with the disappointment and the emotions that I went through, at that time, I decided to leave camp, and I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone knows that. Um, and because for me, it was worthless getting the next cap and retiring then. Um, and with distraught and high disappointment, um, the CEO actually came to see me right after the day we, we arrived back in back in South Africa. And um, we discussed it, and um, she just mentioned that, they would try and get me my two caps for, for against Burkina Faso. And as stubborn as I am at times because of the high emotions, I didn't want to hear nothing. For me, it was just like it was the end of it. But, um, you know, after some time, you just continue and you then, you know, have the talks with the association. And when the time came for me to get called up for Burkina Faso, um, I accepted the call and um, it all played out well. 
the second time. Yeah, I'm glad you did. I'm <laughs> glad you did because we wouldn't be sitting here talking about 185 caps surpassing Ahmed Hassan's record of 184. I am glad you did. I'm glad the stubbornness went out the window <laughs> in that moment. Marana Sports Worldwide on 947, Monday to Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Hashtag MSW. Good evening, Tarab and the legendary Janine van Beek. 185 caps. Huge, huge deal. Not many have done that. In fact, you're the first. And I think uh, you wrote a letter saying thank you to the rest of the, the country and perhaps even the continent. And I think this moment right here is just our moment to say thank you to you because what you've done was absolutely amazing. The fact that you were only supposed to be on that pitch for five minutes and ended up playing longer is a testament of just how talented you are. Congratulations, Janine. Passionate voice note, man. Oh, you know when people follow you, your story and your life. You yeah. Know, uh, you, you get the tattoos of this world, trying to disguise. <laughs> but you know what? Those are people that I know love sport. Those are people that I know that have sport ingrained in their DNA. So when you hear a message like that. Please respond. <laughs> of course, I would say thank you so much for following my journey like that. And especially knowing that I've played so many minutes when I got told I'm only playing a few more minutes. Only such a few minutes. No one else really knows that, especially the first game where I got told I'll play only 10 minutes and I ended up playing 40 minutes of that game. Um, so thank you so much. I really appreciate all those people that have followed my journey all the people that have supported me even through the hardships and people that sometimes, you know, whatever they say, it could be such a positive comment that it boosts my confidence so much. And these are the people I have to thank. Good evening, Brarob, and uh, to Janine van Veek, the legend. She didn't just exceed the bounds of physics and gender, but the mind. Uh, thank you so much for inspiring and inspiring the next generation of young women who are going to be taking the helm of uh, Bangana Bangana and just women's sports, women football particularly. Uh, thank you. Keep shining, keep rising. And we know that you're going to be doing a lot more um, outside of the game. And all the best. Oh, physics and gender. Hey, thank you so much for the voice note. Hey, your response to that? Yeah, no, thank you so much. And I will continue to develop and give back to the next generation coming. Um, although it won't be easy. You know, the next generations that are coming through, it's a very, I think it will be a very difficult task. Um, but yeah. I think, um, you know, with the, the the status that I carry, hopefully, um, I will be able to influence a few and get them to where they need to be. Not a, not a few. There's no way. I think you've influenced already a whole generation of players. I think even players that you play with currently, they might not be able to tell you because of pride. Uh, but they'll share that. They'll, they'll tell it to us, whether it's on or off air. They yeah. will say that. Um, you know, I know it's, it's, it's a humbling statement. But at the same time, know that it's bigger than that. And even the people that surround you, that wear the same jersey as you, share the same change room as you, 
you've inspired. Good evening, Rob. Once again, a very prestigious guest in the studio. Congratulations to Miss Janine on a very uh, great career. Looking forward to seeing her contribution to the women's game uh, in the years to come as well. Hopefully also one being to inspire a women's league in our country because we see the success of Banyada Manana despite not having a uh, a league of their own in their in the country so i just definitely love to see her putting on a hat and just galvanizing the growth of the women's game in the country and as a side note rob i think the one thing that can make desiree ellis a much better coach if she swallows her pride separates herself from the politics and always knowing to put all her aces ahead of the politics. Juice from Togoza. Juice, thank you very, very much indeed. Message loud and clear. Uh, but I think in all that he said, uh, saying that, you know, he would love to see you helping others, the next generation. Outside of coaching, what you've told us you would love to do and what you are now qualified to do, uh, would an area of administration interest you? Look, I think that's not my expertise. Um, I think as a coach, you do need some sort of qualification administratively, uh, yeah. which is something that I will take on and, and educate myself in. Um, but I can't see myself behind a desk in an office working and sitting like this <laughs> and not be outside, fresh air, kicking a ball about, screaming instructions, helping others. Yeah. That is my passion. That's my love. So that is where, where I'll be. As Gavinan says, that smell of that grass, you know, that exactly. grass is, is, yeah, there's a drug in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying Absolutely. people must go sniff it. I'm just saying that the smell <laughs> of, of the grass is what the coaches yearn for uh, all the time. All right, looking at some of the comments that are coming through on uh, the YouTube channel, uh, Indira, who you would know very, very well, says, I'm a product of the JVW Girls Football Development. Uh, Janine was the person uh, who handpicked me. Uh, from a handful of players to start her academy. If it wasn't for her, I don't think I would be where I am today. Uh, so for that, thank you, Janine. Uh, you've done a lot for the women's game of football. Thank you very much uh, for being my mentor. Oh, my word. Thank you, Indira. Indira, you can see, I think everyone knows that she currently works at Hollywood Bets, and she's the driving force for women's football, the league that's currently happening. Um, and she was just a passionate individual when I first spotted her at the JBW Schools League happening. Yes. And um, she, she was an amazing individual, amazing personality, so passionate about football. There's no way I could have you know, shied away from her. Um, and what she's doing for the women's game currently is, is phenomenal. So um, congratulations on that career that you are, the pathway that you are setting for everyone else in Dera. Um, and just know that I'm very proud of you and who she you become. She is a force in Dera. Again, very humble. Yeah. I see what she's done as far as the women's game is concerned. You know, making sure that you get the rewards. We were talking about the awards over the weekend. I've seen what she's doing and has done for even the beach football side of the beautiful game. Um, so it's all encompassing. And I think it's that kind of leadership, people that have played the game, played it professionally, who then say, where then do I fit in? So she's fitted in, maybe not she so has. much as a coach, yeah. but you know, leading one of the biggest companies here in South Africa, global entity, to say, guys, shore up. Shore up on this league. Don't just talk about it. Do something. Plow in the money. 
and let us see the difference. And I think that's where she walks right now. Yeah, and I think with uh, whatever JVW is, it's not just a football club. It's uh, um, people that try and create different pathways for these young girls coming through. Not everyone will become a professional football player, but there will be some that are talented and, you know, be administrative, um, administratively like Indira started, some that could be presented yeah. like uh, the Amanda Laminis, some that, um, you know, could be coaches for, for younger, for the younger generation that are that are fantastic they may not be, have been the best football players but they're the well educated and understand the game so well that they can pass it on to the next generation so all these different pathways is what jvw stand for not just as a professional footballer but many more yeah i'm, I'm even looking at twitter it'll be wrong i know you hate this question is the chiefs deal off <laughs> the chiefs deal has been off for since since it almost started. Since it almost started. Um, and there's been no more de- negotiations. And JVW is its own entity. It's its own brand. And JVW will remain for as long as it can remain and stand um, financially and sustain itself. Um, and, yeah, it is, you know, like Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates are a brand in the men's game. JVW is a brand in women's football. But were you sad, though, that it didn't happen? We, you know, Chelsea, we know Chelsea. There's a, a women's team. Arsenal's Arsenal. There's a women's team. Liverpool, there's Liverpool. There's a ladies' team. In South Africa, you just have Royal AM, TS Galaxy, Mamelodi Sundowns, and it's game over. Yeah, um, but you know what? There's so many other coaches and teams that, are, that have developed their own ways of women's football. They've, they've developed and grinded through the hardships of you know what women's football is not being able to financially to sustain it um and yes we want a professional league you have sundowns you have ts galaxy you have royal m that are grabbing all these talented players and these players want to make a career out of playing football so of course by all means these players will go to a club where they're able to you know get money and play full time but what about all these other clubs that are developing players from a young age? They develop them for 10, 8, 9, 10 years. They become these fantastic, uprising, talented players. And then it's just because another club has more money, they can just grab them from, from that club and they lose everything. Um, and in the women's game, you can't buy well, not in the women's game, but in South Africa currently, because we're not a professional setup, you can't buy any players. So the club don't earn any compensation from players that move to other clubs, that transfer to other clubs. So it's very difficult at the moment to to balance the two. Of course, we want a professional league, but right now it's all the clubs that are developing players that are losing out to these clubs that are able to buy players. Big corporates in South Africa... We'll always talk a big game, and you, I think we saw it even at the Rugby World Cup. And, and, you know, kudos to them because, you know, the box do what the box do and they deliver. And they always come back and they get into a final. And more times than not, four times they come back with the a Rugby World Cup trophy. Where I'm angling this is corporate SA have seen what the women can do. They've seen that women can actually get into a knockout stage. The business side of the game at a World Cup has happened this year. They can see that we can win WAFCON. Yeah. They can see that at club level, Sundowns can win the Champions League. What, what more than Janine needs to be done? 
to drive that message home. You know, and kudos again to Hollywood Beds for having the vision. But we need to get to that professionalization, as you say. For you, when you started your journey, it was about the inability to earn enough through the game that saw you having to develop and do other things. But now you want to say to the ladies, focus on this. This is going to be a job. And you've seen what that means yeah. in your trips to the US, yeah. Scotland, to Denmark, wherever the journey has taken you, even in Greece, you have seen that. How and if they're listening right now, and I'm sure they are, what would your message to them given the fact that they haven't come into full that gap? Look, I think corporates can't just come come in and ride on the success of a team that is doing well. Yeah. You know, when Banyana did well, they went to Olympics, they went to the the World Cup, done well, and then come back and everyone wants to be part of that successful story and, and give back to the girls. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is the women's league in the country that is currently suffering. The women that are talented, the girls that are missing out, they they can't continue to play football. The talent that is missed out, they can't continue playing football because like I once was before, I had to make that decision of whether I take the pathway through football Mm. and hope that something will come up and I'll make a career out of it or I have to take care of my family and have a full-time job. And it's it's very difficult that you know the corporates don't come on board and want to to back a women's team a, a, a football club to also help them stabilize and help them get to that next level where they where the where the girls need to be not only a Mamelodi Sundowns or a Royal AM they all have the resources they have the facilities they have everything mm-hmm. so with the corporates coming into a club that is self independent you know that hire or rent out facilities or don't have a gym access don't have those things they're never going to be able to compete against the rest Mm. so my message to them would be you know come and support women's football come and back women's football because it's the fastest growing sport at the moment currently globally and if you don't want to invest your money now you know you will lose out in the end any regrets no regrets. I don't have regrets. Um, I believe and I'm a firm believer everything happens for a reason. You know, there'll be some failures along the way. There'll be moments where you want to quit and give up. Um, but if you are resilient enough and understand that failure is part of your success story, you know, you will continue to grind out whatever challenges that you face. So, I don't have any regrets. I don't regret going abroad. I don't regret staying here. I don't regret making the sacrifices of not having a proper education through football um, because that all formed of who I am and the journey that I've endured. Well, thank you so much, uh, Janine, for all the years, all the years of your availability as well. I can't overlook that because at times you would come back and there would be very damning results. Uh, for Banyana Banyana as a captain, you never once shied away from putting your hand up and saying, yeah, I'll be available for that interview. Uh, So for that, on behalf of the many fans that have followed you, your accountability has meant the world to all of us. And for that, I thank you. And I wish that the journey ahead for you is as successful as your journey has been on the football field. You've been a leader, a captain, 
and somebody that's highly lovable throughout the entire country and abroad and never ever take that for granted. I salute you. Journey on and thank you so much for being you. Thank you, Rob. And thank you to all the listeners and thank you for everyone who has supported me throughout my journey. Ladies and gentlemen, Janine van Wyk. Hashtag MSW live now. on 947 Vuma FM, Rise FM and Soweto Live at the same time. Hashtag MSW.